you like stories about haunted locations, or maybe tales of cryptids and spooky folklore from around the world. If so, why not tune in to Haunted Escapes with Chris and Diane, where all this and more will be discussed. New episodes drop every Sunday, the visual versions the following Friday on YouTube. So why not come join us on our Haunted Escapes? Hi, this is Diane. And this is Kelly of the History Goes Bump podcast. We are in our 10th year of production for the podcast. And we can say without reservation that no other podcast has covered as many haunted locations as we have. We prove that history isn't boring. It's terrifying. Find History Goes Bump wherever you get your podcasts. Keep it spooky. I just got too excited. No, that's okay. Um, I I can't get close enough to my microphone. What's going on today? Are you okay? <laughs> I'm struggling a little bit. Um, now I can't find you. Where's my Zoom? There it is. Okay. Amy, I'm right here. I'm right here. Just keep talking. I'll find you. <laughs> yeah, I I am discombobulated. It's but okay. We'll get it together. Yeah. and welcome to the Activity Continues podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Amy. And Heidi Ho, everybody. I'm Megan. (laughs) We discuss episodes of the Travel Channel's TV show, The Dead Files. This week, we're changing things up a little bit. Since this is our 10th episode, which is a bit of a milestone, we're going to both be talking about the same episode. So I asked Megan for a number between 1 and 14, and then I asked her for another one between 1 and 9, and she gave me 6 and 8. Yep. So what we're doing is we're recapping season six, episode eight, titled You Will Be Mine, uh, which originally aired May 20th, uh, 2016, which is my grandma's birthday, May 20th, although she was born in 1920 and not 2016. Right. But but first, we have some things we want to discuss. Um, So first of all, we want to remind everybody to listen to Haunted or Hoax, um, which is a podcast that we've kind of partnered with. They're really, really good um, podcast. I really like them. They, like Amy and I have talked about, they kind of remind us of us. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But they're really fun and they do a really good job of covering their cases. They do lots of research. So, yep, yep. And so you guys will be hearing their promo. You, If you've been listening, you've already heard it in the middle of our show. I try mm-hmm. to put it in where where a normal ad break would go. Once we get sponsored by everybody. By Rebel. Right. Some, right. Should we write to Rebel? I Let's think write. Rebel ought to get on the bandwagon here. I'm going to write to him. Okay. So I also wanted to mention that that last 
the last our last episode, the story that you, Megan, mm-hmm. recapped. Remember you were saying like you couldn't yes. see this, the names on the screen and all that? No. Well, then I, I looked back too and I couldn't either. I, it wasn't there. It just, it didn't show. And then I started we realizing. We tried b- different yeah. platforms too. Like it wasn't just it, It's not even on Hulu. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, not. it's not. even on Hulu. Yeah. Oh, no, right, they only right. go through about episode that, yeah. eight. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I looked at it again when I was editing the last episode and I was going back to get sound clips. I was watching your episode and every time, you know how normal episodes, when it goes to commercial, it has that. Dead Files screen yep. um, flash card or whatever you yeah. want to call it, title card. And it just says the Dead Files and it does that whoosh. Yep. Yeah. Well, in that episode, it doesn't do that. Mm-mm. It has a skull. Skull. Like a weird glowing skull that goes in and out. Mm-hmm. So that something's goofy about that episode. Yeah. I noticed that too. I was like, oh, this is new. Yeah. It's very bizarre. But yeah. anyway. Don't so, like it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, we have to talk about what happened this week. Oh, my God. Because it was very strange. (laughs) And by strange, we mean mind-fucking-blowing amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Like, I almost shit my pants. I know. (laughs) It's a cold brown. I woke up on, was it, um, let's see. It was... It was Friday morning? Friday, yeah. Friday morning. I woke up on Friday morning. Oh, yes, because our episode released on Friday morning at 6 a.m. So, and 6 a.m. is when I let the dogs out. So I let the dogs out and fed them, and then I went back to bed. Now we know the answer to the question who let the dogs out. It's Amy. (laughs) It's me. It's always me. (laughs) And so I got back into bed and grabbed my phone like I always do, and I checked in to see how many downloads we had because that's usually that would indicate how many subscribers we have. Mm -hmm. People who have who download it right away mm-hmm. when it's first um, get the notification. Yeah, they get yep. the notification and or it's they're set to automatically download. Mm-hmm. And so then it just automatically downloads right when it's released. Mm-hmm. So at at like 608 I pulled it up. Mm-hmm. And okay, yes, this was Friday morning at 6:15. I sent Megan a screenshot because I thought that I was losing my mind. It said that we had 306 downloads. Mm-hmm. In the last 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And there were already like 20 for the new episode. Mm-hmm. And when I went in and looked, poked a little deeper, it was at, at 1 a.m. on Friday morning that these downloads started. Really? And and then the episode wasn't released until 6. Right. So it wasn't people coming for that. They were catching out. Yeah. Last time, I think we were talking about how our next milestone was going to be 500 yes, total downloads. Yes, and we were like super, super stoked And we were super excited. And I was like, I could go download it 20 times, but I'm right. not going to do that. And we were and hoping that it would be by this recording because it uh-huh. was last week. We were hoping. Yep. yep. Did, we, so, did we reach that, Amy? Well, yes. The short answer is yes. I had a um, We By 11 a.m. on Friday, we had 1,050 1,050. Yeah. Where were so, we at Friday or Thursday in downloads? Do you Thursday, remember? Thursday, mm, it was like 560 something. Yeah. So we went from that to 1,050 in just a few 24 short hours. hours. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Thank you so much, everybody. Yes. for Whoever's doing that, yes. thank you. <laughs> and I have a, um, in my stats, it shows... Like a, a map of the U.S. and yeah. you can you can pick other countries too, but it shows mm-hmm. a map of the U.S. and it looked like most of them were 
coming from a certain area, like the circle was bigger. So yeah. I zoomed in yep. and then it, it popped it out to more circles. So a yeah. few different cities, but most of them are coming from the state of Virginia. Virginia, welcome yeah. on board. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I said to Greg, I'm like, I don't know anybody in Virginia. And he goes, maybe it's the FBI. I mean, maybe. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody. Thank yeah. you, everybody who's downloading. We hope you are entertained by us. In the we words of so. the gladiator, are you not entertained? I mean, <laughs> we find ourselves extremely entertaining, but we could be biased. Your mileage may vary. I mean, I tell my husband daily how fucking hilarious I am. and <laughs> Does he agree? No, no, he no. does not. He yep. rolls his eyes and I say, well, you're not funny either. And that's marriage, you guys. That's marriage. Yep. It's just daily that's insulting simple. each other back and forth until one of you dies. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. I've been married for 27 years or something like that. So, what? yeah, that sounds about right. When's your anniversary? I always, I feel like. It's I'm... in July. July. Oh, that's July right. July 10th. Okay. And I let me just, because like I, I can't do the math. 2022. 1998. 24. 24 years. 24. 98? Is that right? Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't there. You didn't invite me. I didn't know you. I know. I was in eighth grade, so I doubt my parents would have let me go to Scotland. Yeah, probably not. I was going to say you probably wouldn't have made that trip to Scotland (laughs) as an eighth grader. As, you know, however old you are in eighth grade. Was that 13? Yeah, something like that. Eight plus five. Again, Is that math. how that? Oh, that right. Yeah, thirteen. Because you're five. Usually you're five yeah, when you when go you to start. Oh my god, that just. This is why you're the runner of the show, and I'm just <laughs> along for the ride. Oh no! So thank you, everybody who's yes, downloading thank us. You, everybody. Wow, we, we are appreciate. We are so grateful, and and tell your friends and yes. tell them to download, and because we can always use more friends. We can. I love friends. And there's one more thing I wanted to tell you, Megan. I haven't even talked told you this yet, but we I noticed yesterday we had okay, that's another thing. We got a ton of Instagram followers this month. What? Like like twenty or thirty Instagram followers. It's been crazy. Or this week, I mean. We're so popular. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. But, I don't either. Um, Clearly but they've cool. never I'm met cool us. With it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we had one, I got a notification that this person was following us mm-hmm. and I clicked on her profile to see who she was, yeah. see Ooh. if I should follow her back. And that's another thing. I'll follow most people back mm-hmm. unless their account looks like it's fake. Mm-hmm. Like there's, they have like no picture yeah. and no posts, yeah. you know, then I don't. But if it looks like a real person or a real thing, and it's not private, I don't like to bother people who are private. Right. So I don't, I don't, I don't follow those people back. But anyway. Um, now I'm trying to find her. I can't find her in my list. You're really building the suspense up today. I, I know. It. I know. Okay. So anyway, I don't remember her name, but it. I clicked on her picture and it said that she's a reality TV producer. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I went on doing other things, followed her. And then I went back today and I was like looking back and I went back to her thing and she did a, a post about the dead files and she was on set. At the Dead Files. So she's Shut a the producer. Fuck up. At the Dead Files. <laughs> what? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That's I, exciting. That's so exciting. Yeah. So if we're going to get in trouble about anything that we've done, it's going to be soon because, yeah. because the inside people know 
know about us now. At least one does. Crap. I don't think we'll get in trouble. I don't I, think. I feel like we're pretty res- – we love the show. I mean – I know. It's not and like we're up here bashing them because we love no. you guys. And we are helping other people find the show mm-hmm. and, you know, getting – like, there's a bunch of people that know me and so they listen to the podcast and now they want to watch the show yes. or they have watched the show because of listening to us. Yes. So, you know, I think I think it's all good. I think that uh, – um. Yeah. So I just popped on Instagram for a hot second, which is I don't do that very often. And Steve posted a picture. It's two, it's a couple. They're kind of older. I would say maybe 50s. And the man, they both have orange, bright orange shirts on. And the man says, the back of his shirt, and they're holding hands. And the back of the man's shirt says, drink till you want me. And the woman's shirt says, I can't drink that much. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, funny. Oh, Steve, you <laughs> jokester. Oh, Steve. So, wow. that's This has been a big week, you guys. It has. It's been pretty exciting. Yeah. I so I want to remind everybody to head over to our website and sign up for our mm-hmm. newsletter. Mm-hmm. And then you can get news from us. And you can either do that on our website or I will have a link in the show notes to just click straight to the form that you fill out to get in our circle, our little circle of friends and just a reminder the the newsletter is super short and sweet like yeah it's it's not it's not gonna be it's just gonna be a little like links to stuff Mm -hmm. that we've talked about Mm -hmm. um it's not gonna yeah it's not like it's not gonna take a lot of your time of everything we've ever talked about yeah that's why we have a podcast that's right is there anything else we need to go over i don't think so i think i think that's it i mean all right. Well, should we uh, dive into it? Yeah. So I just want to one more time say that we're both covering the same episode. We mm-hmm. both watched the same episode and it's called You Will Be Mine. Creepy. It is episode, or, sorry, season six, episode eight. Mm-hmm. Oh, and um, I'm just going to throw a trigger warning in. This does deal with um, children being attacked. No, no children die, mm-hmm. but there are small children who are attacked by spirits. So if that's yep. something that you're not on board with just you know maybe skip this episode yeah yeah we hate for you to skip this episode but but we understand that you have to yeah and also um i had a couple other content warning things oh sorry there's talk of suicide Mm -hmm. and there's fire death Mm -hmm. and water death Mm -hmm. oh good call those things are freaky for you yeah and i know that's part of the reason i was glad that we randomly picked this one Uh because last week we talked about how your your fear yes is water death and my fear is fire burning, death yeah. and, <laughs> and look so at this it, and it was totally that. random we it was it was totally random she just picked a number out of a hat yep or out of a hat out of my brain. brain yeah out of my brain hat <laughs> so i think the way we're gonna try my brain hat. <laughs> possible title episode right there brain hat oh funny so i think the way we're gonna try and do this so that we're not talking over each other yes. or uh, repeating the same thing. Yeah, repeating or... too much. Mm-hmm. We're going to just go it like we're going to talk about it in chronological order. Megan's going to be sort of presenting the parts where Steve is. It's Steve's part of the investigation. I'm going to be Steve. <laughs> no, way, I could never I will... be that cool. I could never no, be that cool as Steve. Cool. And you're going to you're going to be you're going to um, cover Amy's portion. Yeah. And then I will. I haven't decided what we'll do when we get to the reveal, so we'll just see what happens. We'll just, you know what? Let's fly by the seat of our pants. Let's, <laughs> Let's see where we're at. 
when we yeah. get there. Yeah. And uh, we'll just go from there. So we're in Maryland. Um, we're in North Beach, Maryland. And you know what I was when I was taking a nap um, earlier, because this is what I do when I take a nap. Why is there so many hauntings in the Northeast? Maryland, Maine, yeah. Boston, like New England, New England. I, I think Lake. it's I mean, that's the oldest part of our country. Yeah. You know, By so I people. think yeah. there's there's more people have lived and died there than, say, you know. Oregon. Minnesota. Oregon. 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 <laughs> yeah, that's it was just I, I was thinking about that yesterday when um, when I was watching this. I'm like, God, like a lot of these take place in in, yep. in the Northeast. So yep, that was a good do. point that you had. Um, so we see see Steve driving, um, you know, in his I think it's a caddy again. I think it's almost always a caddy. And that's almost always a caddy. Um, and so Karen called, and, and she, the main reason that she called them in is it's attacking her daughter, her youngest daughter. So she has three children, three daughters, and I texted Amy. I love their names. They're Laurel, who's 14, Aspen is eight, and Cedar is six. And I love that they're all trees. Mm-hmm. It just made me, I just loved it. Like, I put a little warm fuzzy in my heart <laughs> and a smile on my face. Uh-huh. So Cedar is the one who's being really targeted, um, and and she's the six year old, and so that's why Karen called her called Stephen and and Amy because she's just kind of at her wits end. And you know when they're talking, she says most people think I'm crazy, but it's hard to do battle with an enemy you don't understand. And so I don't blame her. Like, what do you do when you yeah. know something's attacking your child and you can't protect them because one, yeah. you can't see it; mm-hmm. two, you don't know it. You know, mm-hmm. you don't know what it is. So I can't yeah. imagine going through that. So Steve asked, you know, what, what things what things are happening. And she said things are moving around the house. They hear voices. Um, they all have nightmares. And they all see full apparitions. And things have also started to get physical. Like the, they're getting touched and grabbed. And so they talked about the history of the house a little bit. Um, the owner that they bought the house from had polio. Um, and that actually comes up a little bit later in the history of the house. Um, they bought it in 2007. So keep in mind, this happened in 2000. This was aired in 2016. So I'm assuming it was recorded, you know, similar to that time frame. Mm-hmm. And she said things didn't start happening until Cedar turned three, which mm-hmm. Cedar was probably born in 2010. So they had six years of nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Cedar turned three and she said she started to draw pictures. She said there's a man from with brown eyes and brown skin that lives in her room. Mm-hmm. Um, her mom, Karen, has a book with over 40 drawings that Cedar has made. And mm-hmm. they're just terrifying and she said she's seen psychologists, psychiatrists. They say that she's a normal, you know, six-year-old who mm-hmm. there's nothing mentally wrong with her. Mm-hmm. I want to interject quick. I noticed, so when I was watching it and mm-hmm. I was getting the screenshots for mm-hmm. of the, the sketches and stuff and her sketches, and I will, I'll put this on the, in the socials, but on the second one, the you know there's the one picture of the man with the brown arms yep. i think she says yep. even though he's wearing a yellow sweater with long sleeves i wasn't clear about that but um he has a brown face yeah and he lives in her closet yep and then she's got another one that she says is covered in blood, blood. the man that's covered in blood and mm-hmm. there's handwriting on the sketch and it's i assume mom's handwriting mm-hmm. and so i zoomed in and mm-hmm. and copied it down what does so it, say? it says it's it's i believe it's cedar talking to whoever wrote it down mm-hmm. 
I was brushing my teeth until my mom's drawer opened in her bathroom and something flew out of it. As soon as I turned around, this bloody man was there on mom's deck. He had a blue shirt with black pants and brown hair, all covered with blood. Oof. And then I also noted that mom, mom explaining is, is explaining how Cedar has become depressed mm-hmm. and she breaks down and Tom, uh, Tom and Steve gives her a hanky. <gasps> uh, that was my next bully point. Oh, Steve. Sorry. No, Steve gave I thought you were already past that part. (laughs) And then I I put a little heart next to it. Yeah. And she cries a lot, which I don't blame her. Mm -hmm. She said she feels isolated and she feels depressed. And she said their other two girls, the older girls, fight. All three girls fight a lot. And the older two blame Cedar. This Mm -hmm. is happening because of you. This one, you know, so just terribly heartbreaking. And and her husband works for the the government, the Department of Defense, and he's gone all the time internationally yep. traveling. So really, it's just Karen. Um, her mother lives up the road from her. Thank God she's got that, you know, her right. parents, but right. just her dealing with this, bless her. And so, yeah. And so then they cut to Amy. So when Amy first got there, she's walking up to the house and she puts her hand on the door handle. You know how we talked about um, that psychometry, I think it's called, Mm -hmm. where they touch something Mm -hmm. and get Mm -hmm. something out of it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what she was doing. And she says, there's a lot of darkness here. Even if the sun is shining, it's not really shining. There's a lot of fighting. Um, There's a lot of dead around. And then um, she sees people crying. And she said people would be fighting. And it was a huge problem for the family relationships. She said there's a male He's all dark right now, and he's standing in the shadows, and he's angry. And then she says, yeah, this is bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we're in the kitchen with Steve. Someone's in the kitchen with Someone. Okay. So they're talking about experiences that they've had in the kitchen. And so Karen said that she had opened the cupboard, and all the cups and bowls just fell out onto her. And there was, you know, and Steve's opening the cupboards and like, is there, they're latched. And he's like, they're level. He's like, I can't figure out what would have caused that. And I'm like, well, it was a ghost, Steve. That's what caused it. <laughs> um, and then Laurel, her oldest daughter, Laurel, who's 14, and, and Karen were talking in the kitchen. And all of a sudden, Laurel screamed. And she said that somebody had touched her uh, on her back and her lower back. And she was really freaked out. And Steve's like, is, you know, was anybody else in the house with you that could have done it? And and Karen's like, nope, it was just Laurel and me. So then they cut back to Amy. Yep. And she says, well, this is creepy. (laughs) Okay, there's something creepy. I get thinking maybe it came out of the TV. was this like woman she had like long hair she was all wet her face was all like demonic my thought was uh did amy watch the ring last night in the hotel room yep because that's exactly what it sounded like to me or poltergeist i'm kidding about her getting it from a movie i know she's seeing one it's really there the she said the girl has a connection with the living woman in the house and the girl's head is really messed up and she says this isn't good yeah. But granted, I don't think they'd call them in if it was good. Like, they're not going to be like, oh, these yeah. ghosts are friendly. We love these ghosts. Yeah. Um, so now they're in the master bedroom. Karen and Steve are in the master bedroom, and they're talking about more experiences that they've had, that Karen's had. And so she said she was woken up by a noise, looked at the door, and saw a giant black shadow coming at her from the door. She said it went straight over, straight to the bed, 
over the bed and straight over top of her, just kind of like hovered over her. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, no. So she didn't sleep the rest of the night. And I'm like, I wouldn't have slept ever again. The rest of my life. Yeah. And she said she was asleep. And this was a different occasion. And she said she felt hands grab like where your bangs are, like the middle of your forehead. And she said they grabbed her hair and just yanked her head up. And she said it was a very, very aggressive pull. And Steve is like, well, could you have been dreaming? And she's like, no. Like, she said it lifted her head off the pillow. And then he's like, how do you sleep at night? And and she said she doesn't sleep most nights, which, again, don't blame her. But then she said something that was really insightful and, and I thought was such a mother's thing to say. And she said she's really glad that she had that experience so she can understand what Cedar's going through. Yep. I thought that was really sweet, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Amy says she wants this woman all to herself and she's doing everything in her power to make that happen. And Amy was feeling loss, loneliness, isolation, and extreme depression. And then she jumps back and goes, ah. Yeah. So that was a warning. What happened? Uh, She kind of hit me in my neck. At least I know I'm on the right track with this. The dead younger woman is trying to kill the living woman because she wants to be with her. How she finds the strength to do these walks, I will never know. know. Like I know. Just the will. I would walk in and I'd see that black negativity and I'd be like, okay, bye. (laughs) You should move. (laughs) I think I mentioned to you that I started watching that show on Netflix with Tyler Henry. Yep, yep. The the medium. The medium. And I had never heard of him before. I didn't mm-hmm. I'd never heard of him. I didn't know what he I didn't know what he looked like or anything. And I started watching it and now I'm invested. I watch it every morning while I'm eating my breakfast. And <laughs> he's just such a sweetie, but he's he gets that physical feeling too sometimes. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how it how it's draining and how like the one I watched today, he went in to do a reading with his family. And as soon as he got there, he was like coughing. Oh, and, wow. And he was like, oh, oh, sorry. He's like, that never happens to me. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And when they started talking, he starts, he, he scribbles on a yeah. piece of paper and that helps him concentrate. And oh, sure. It like makes all this almost? stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And when he finally realized who one of the people was that was coming through, uh-huh. it was a man who had lung cancer. Oh, <gasps> wow. That's, ins- that's so crazy. I wonder if, um, I wonder if they can, they, as in the mediums, can ever get the diseases that the ghosts are, that they feel through the ghosts. You know what I mean? Like, could they develop lung cancer? I mean, I, I mean there have been Dead Files episodes where Amy says that the, the person, the entity, mm-hmm. could give somebody cancer. Mm-hmm. So if it, yeah, why not giving it to right. a medium? I mean. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Steve and Jan are sitting outside in a really nice backyard. Mm-hmm. And there's they're talking about, you know, what's going on with the house and specifically Cedar. And, and Jan says she's something's going on with her. She's changed. She's not the, the little girl she used to be. And so Jan said that she and her husband were babysitting the girls and they heard Cedar crying and screaming, stop it, leave me alone. And so they, you know, obviously they go in and and try to comfort her. And then Jan heard a low voice say it's going to be all right. And she said that it sounded male, sounded, you know, masculine. And so Steve is like, well, what do you, you know, why, why did you call us? What do you hope to get? 
And she said she hopes to get peace among the girls. She said they don't get along, you know, and Steve was like, well, they're sisters. They're going to fight. And she said, this is more than sibling rivalry. She said, I I feel like they're in physical danger. And then we cut back to Amy. Yeah. So she says that the young woman, like the one from the ring, Mm -hmm. is being creepy and malicious with the daughter because she's jealous and wants mommy. Mm -hmm. And while she's in there, she says the dead guy from downstairs just came in. And said he wants this to stop. He says this is completely uncalled for and disgusting. And and then I wasn't sure this, if this he was ref- called for. I, I wasn't sure if he was talking about like the fact that Amy was there and doing uh-huh. a walk or uh-huh. if he was talking about what's happening with the spear, what the other ghost is doing. But he was talking about the the young woman who's yep. being so mean to the kids. Mm-hmm. He's trying to communicate with the kids and is trying to teach them how to stay away from the ghost. Mm -hmm. And he's requesting that God put a stop to this. Mm -hmm. And I think you already talked, right, about how Cedar was saying, leave me alone. Yep. That guy was in there. Yep. So, oh, no, we haven't gotten to the part that I was... I talked about Jan said that. Jan, Grandma heard her say it, and then they ran in and tried to help her. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, no, the thing I was going to mention is after is you haven't talked about it yet. So, okay. Yeah. And maybe I don't. We don't know. Hopefully I do. So if you then, don't, then we I will. <laughs> That's, That's what we're here for. <laughs> hashtag teamwork. Um, so then we cut back to Steve and Cedar. And remember, Cedar's the six year old who, the little girl who's the main recipient of all of the action. She She's is so the cutest little girl. I oh just God. wanted to snuggle her. So Steve was talking about her and he kept calling her honey and sweetheart. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, Steve, will you be my grandpa? <laughs> so she had a dream last night that she went into her mom's room and she said there were dead people in there. She saw a man, a woman and a little girl. Um, and then she starts talking about the man um, with brown arms and brown skin who comes down from the ceiling. And he says, get out of here. This is not your room. This is my room. And then Cedar looked over in her room and there was a little girl. In I looked over and like this girl, little girl named Stacy, she was hitting me. So this little girl, is she a spirit or is she a real person? She's a spirit. I know how she died. She died in a fire. How do you know that, honey? Because she told me. She said she hits her. She hits her arms and she's told her to stop and she just keeps, she just keeps hitting her and she can't get her to stop hitting her and, and she just, she wants her to stop. Mm-hmm. And so then we cut back to Amy. I just want to mention when she says that man is saying, get out of here, this is not your room. Mm-hmm. I, I think that he was actually not yelling at Cedar but he was yelling at the yeah. other ghost. Yep. The yeah. ghost. And she yep. thinks that he he's was yelling, yelling at her. her. Yeah. yeah. Which is understandable. I mean, I yeah, would too. Yeah, of course. You don't, but she doesn't know that's going on. Yeah. So I did do some digging to see if I could figure out who this Stacy was. Mm-hmm. And I'll get to that later. But okay. So now Amy is in Cedar's room and she says the living person in this room can see and hear the man. And he's protecting the living, and the young woman is more visual here and more angry because she can't get close. Mm-hmm. But then I noted she can get close enough to hit Cedar in the arm. So Yeah, how much closer does she need to be? Yeah. So I think, unless it's not her doing that, but I don't know who else it would be. I don't I don't think we, there are any other not, entity. Maybe. I don't know. No, not really attacking them the way that she is. Yeah. 
So that I had noted that that's so when the man is yelling, get out of here, he's talking to the ghost and not not to Cedar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then we cut to Steve and Aspen. Um, and Aspen is the middle child. She's eight. Um, and so she also is having some issues or some activity in her room. So she sees a shadow man in her room and, and he sits by her dresser. And she said he looks like a grown up. Um, he just sits there and looks at her and she feels like he's watching out for her. Um, and then she's in bed and she saw a little girl by her ribbons. She's got a, this girl. She's got a lot of awards for being eight. She's got like a whole bulletin of just ribbons that she's won for different items and, and things she's done. So she said she's got brown hair and she, she's got long brown hair and she looks out the window and she's twirling her hair and she said she's wet. And um, she said also when she's in her bed, she felt a thumb pressed down on the back of her neck, like really, really, really hard. And Steve is like, well, you know, could it be the animals? And she said, no, it felt like a thumb. And I went, and, uh, Steve, dogs don't have thumbs. No, they don't have thumbs, Steve. <laughs> they can't. That's how they can't open doors. They don't have that opposable thumb. <laughs> psh, psh, psh. So Steve asked, you know, like, what do you want? What do you hope to get from this? Do you want to move from here? A little bit so I can feel like a normal girl and always don't be scared of the dark. Okay. She was a sweetie, cute yeah, too. She really was. They all, they both were. They and were I just, don't think they talked to the uh, nope, Laurel. They did didn't they? talk to Laurel. Yeah. So, which was unfortunate, but. I get yeah, it. I mean, would have been nice to mm-hmm. see what, what. Maybe she doesn't experience anything. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, or maybe she just didn't want to be on TV. <laughs> see that too. Yeah. So then we go to Amy, and she says, "Oh, she's in one of the bedrooms," and she goes, mm-hmm. "Oh, we've got problems with the under the bed issue here." And the way she said it was like, like it's a thing, like, yeah. like she's a plumber saying, <laughs> "You know, you've got a clog in here. You got this Which under I, the bed issue. You got to get fixed uh-huh. up. A good old under the bed thing." So she said the woman slides down the sides of the bed and goes under, and then she grabs their feet and arms from under the bed. I don't like and it. And I know. that. And she says she feels that the kids know that she's under the bed. I would never sleep if I knew that. I would never. I mean, I would be like in a ball in yep. the very center of yep. the bed. <laughs> Sitting up. <laughs> yeah. When I was little. My brother is four years older than me, and so he liked scary movies. I don't, for the record. I don't know if you've got that from me. I'm not a scary movie person. Um, and so he was watching It, um, and I was like, I don't know, seven or eight. Like, I was little, and I slept in a day bed. And so I was asleep, but I had woken up because my brother was getting ready for bed and, you know, just kind of being antsy and whatever. And my, my parents were like, go to sleep. And I heard him and he goes, it's not my fault. I just watched a movie about a clown that eats kids. And I did not sleep that whole night for like the next week. <laughs> just because, by him saying that? Yes, because I kept picturing. So my day bed, you know, it's like a little couch. And I kept picturing a clown just slowly coming oh, up God. over the end of my bed to eat me. <laughs> oh, so no. So I get it, Aspen. Being yeah. afraid of the dark, is it's debilitating. It really is. And you know it's irrational. Like, you know it's an irrational fear. But Well, I mean, is it, though? If there's a ghost under the bed that's grabbing your well, feet? That's true. And you got to think, evolutionary-wise, the things in the dark used to be able to kill us. So, I don't know. That's just my two cents on being afraid of the dark. Yeah. The point is, I'm agreeing with Aspen, and I'm feeling her pain. Right. right. Well, we're all a little bit afraid of the unknown, at that's least, true. if not yeah. terrified of it. Yeah. 
Um, so then it cuts to Steve. And so he went to, um, he found out who owned the house and sold it to Karen and her family. She had unfortunately passed away, but her cousin was still alive. So her name was, I think, Mary Sullivan. And so she had passed away, but he was interviewing her cousin. Yeah, John, John Polly, Polly. So he had spent some time at the house and nobody had ever mentioned any, you know, had ever mentioned any experiences they'd had. He had never had any experiences out of the ordinary, like nothing, nothing that, you know, would have indicated that there was anything living in the house. But mm-hmm. we did get a little bit of history on um, the, the house and also Mary and Mary's story is pretty tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, the grandfather bought the property in 1919 and then Mary got it somehow. I, I didn't quite catch how she had inherited it. But she was very outgoing. She was very pleasant, gorgeous, too. I mean, not that that matters, but she was very pretty, beautiful, you know, 20s style hair and smile and beautiful eyes. Like just she was happy. So then when she was 20, she got engaged to a Navy sailor and, and John had a picture of them. And then in 20, when she turned 21, she was diagnosed with polio. And the sailor that she was engaged to broke the engagement and she never, she never got married. She never, from the way John talked, um, she didn't really have any interest in, in, in romantic relationships after that. Yep. And then she moved out and, and died a couple of months after her 75th birthday, which was two years after she sold the house. Mm -hmm. She died of a heart attack, seeing a lot of heart attacks with spirits. And it made me wonder how many people have died from heart attacks that were, you know, spirit or entity related? And mm-hmm. we just don't know. We just don't know. Yeah. Because a heart attack is a very common thing to die of. Yep. So it just made me wonder. Yep. So then we cut back to Amy. So then Amy sees an old woman. Old woman? Is this person passed? She's dead, yes. The old lady looks very alive. So I'm going to say, you know, she's pretty recent. Oh, damn, she's in some kind of pain. I tell you what. (laughs) Oh, Amy. Matt asks her to describe her and she says she's grandma heavy Mm -hmm. with gray white hair. Mm -hmm. And she thinks that she may have seen the young girl when she was alive. (gasps) Really? And she thinks grandma thinks she's evil, the girl. Mm -hmm. And she did mention that the the old woman is religious. Mm-hmm. And I remember John saying that after the this man dumped her, she, mm-hmm. she kept mm-hmm. busy with church stuff. Okay. So when she says she thinks she may have seen the young girl when she was alive, mm-hmm. I didn't know if that meant she knew the person that ended up being the ghost or mm-hmm. did she mean when she, she lived here, she saw the ghost? I took that to mean when she lived there, she saw the ghost. Like she saw the spirit of the girl. Yeah. So then we go to Steve and his research montage in the library, which I, I just love it. It's, you know, he's like looking Going through, through the file catalog. Yep. In the magazines and taking notes. And I'm like, oh, Steve. So he is going to meet with a genealogist, not a gynecologist, <laughs> Tina Jones. And so that's when we learn about um, Maurice Doty, who bought the house as a vacation home in 1930. He was very wealthy and very successful and he owned his own plumbing company on october 16th of 1932 there was a fire that started in his home and what they think happened was it was a colder night and so he turned on an oil stove 
put the stove next to his bed. His sheets caught on fire and and killed him. On the death certificate, it said cause of death was smoke inhalation, which we had talked about before. Mm -hmm. Most of the time when you die in a fire, it's because you die of smoke inhalation and not Mm -hmm. burning to death. Mm -hmm. Which I don't know. I would assume smoke inhalation is slightly better, but (laughs) not much, I would think. So his sister became the executor of his state. Um, He didn't really have any spouses or children. But then um, this woman came out of the woodwork and claimed to be his wife. And so she sued the estate, stating that she was entitled to all of his, his property and his wealth because she was his wife. But she didn't have any proof, so his sister was um, maintained the property. And Steve raised a good point because it was listed as an accidental death. But Steve questioned it. You know, putting a, a stove like that so close to your bed, not smart. And so, you know, kind of wondering, was he, you know, did he just do that in a moment of, you know, just I'm really fucking cold and I just want to be warm? Or... Was there something more sinister going Mm -hmm. on? Well, and what Tina Jones said was that when the firemen broke down the door, they found him on the floor with the key key. to the door in his hand. Yep. Yeah. And and that's like, mm, it doesn't make sense that 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 just accidentally. Yeah, and I think she said, Tina said something like, you know, he's a... He's a contractor. He yeah. he would know not to yep. put a stove that close to your bed. And that's what uh, what Steve said too. Yeah. Like, yeah, he built shit. Like he knew how things worked and what was flammable, yeah. uh-huh. aka sheets. Yeah. Yep. All right, I'm opening my second rubble because I sucked down the first one. <laughs> I still I finished what I poured, but I'll I'll take a little. We'll take a pour break here. <laughs> Kristen and I'm Jennifer and we are the hosts of Haunted or Hoax, a paranormal investigation podcast where we investigate the legends, not the ghosts. Our locations range from houses down in Savannah, Georgia, but right. like how many bodies is too many bodies, you know? Probably Are you putting a number on it? <laughs> Farmsteads up in rural New York. He just runs out into the lake and drowns himself, a la Virginia Woolf. To hotels in West Virginia. And then the next morning, he told the front desk how noisy the people in 409 were. And the staff said he was the only one on that floor. But what if he really wasn't? Like, what if they were just messing with him? Right. Like, oh, it's Adam. Let's let's fuck with him a little bit. Plus, once a month, we get together and go on a ghost tour and bring the legends and history to you. And having candy thrown off the shelves towards you sounds more like a teenager than a small child. Um, Yeah, because a small child would just stuff it right into their ghostly cheeks and run away. That's what I would do. Join us every Tuesday as we discuss the legends, history, and experiences from haunted locations. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Bye. Bye! Hey everyone, we want to welcome our new sponsor, Gobble. As you know, life can get pretty hectic. Between work, errands, and family time, who always has the energy to plan, shop for, and cook delicious meals every night? 
That's where Gobble comes in. It's a meal kit service that takes the stress and guesswork out of dinner. I used to dread the what's for dinner question every night. Gobble has been a game changer. They deliver fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and easy to follow recipe cards right to your door. Exactly. No more last minute grocery runs or scrambling for inspiration. Plus, the recipes are incredibly diverse. From healthy options to comfort food classics, there's something for everyone. And let's not forget that cooking together can be a fun family activity. Gobble's recipes are simple enough to involve everyone in the kitchen, even the little ones. So if you're looking for a way to make delicious, stress-free meals that the whole family will love, head over to the link in the show notes or on our website to get your first six meals for $36. Gobble. Make dinner amazing. We want to give a shout out to our newest affiliate partner, Just Brands. This is the company that makes the CBD and THC gummies that I have been talking about. I have purchased both the Delta 8 and the Delta 10 versions, and they're really nice. They're actually really tasty too, but I wouldn't recommend just eating a ton of them at once. I did buy them to help me sleep. And well, let's just say that one night I took one and when I went to bed, I felt myself melting into my bed. It was lovely. For a limited time, you can get 20% off these treats when you go to justcbdstore.com or just follow the link in the show notes and then use our promo code ACTIVITY24. This offer is good until March 27th, so get your gummies now. Okay, so Amy sees a man who protects the living. He was an architect or a builder of some sort. He died in his 40s or 50s. Maurice was 49. Mm -hmm. She thinks he got himself into a bad situation. Matt asks for clarification, and she says he kind of feels like he was murdered. But then she thinks he's lying and that he might have killed himself. Mm -hmm. And then she says maybe he was wrongfully murdered. And I'm thinking, is there a rightfully murdered? I know. Like, how do you? I wasn't sure what she meant by that. I would think, you know, maybe like a a negligent homicide where somebody like left the stove on and it caused him to die. Too close to your bed. Yeah, (laughs) that that would be the only thing that I I would think of like a a wrongfully murder would be like some sort of negligent homicide. Yeah. If you're a lawyer and you're listening, please let us know. Let us know. So I did some digging. I spent almost all of... Well, all of today, being the few hours I was up before we started recording, and uh, almost all day yesterday. And I found some stuff that I want to talk about, and I want – we can record it right now, but I'm going to cut it from Mm -hmm. the episode, and then we'll have it as a Patreon exclusive. Do you want to access extra bonus episodes, case files, and other fun stuff, including virtual happy hours? Just come on over to Patreon and join us there. Go to patreon.com slash the activity continues with no spaces and sign up or look for the link in our show notes. Hope to see you over there. So that's what I'm going to put in for the patrons. So okay. That's, that, was a, that's that. that was a ride and a half. <laughs> you took us on a journey. The thing you're going to talk about next, I found out yep. a little bit about that too. But okay. I'll just put that in here because... It's not much. Yeah. Okay. So then we cut to Steve and maritime historian, Dr. Bill Kogar. So they talked about a ship that was used to haul cargo. So they live in kind of like a little bay estuary type area. Like it's right on a, a water. It's, it's right in Chesapeake on the, Bay. Oh, is it, is it? Oh, huh. yeah. 
This is why I'm not a geography. I didn't person figure yet. that right away either. It wasn't until I started looking and like, okay. looking at real estate and dreaming about living there and all that that I figured that out. <laughs> if you do, I get I I get to come visit you. Of course. So in 1954, John Mackland bought this ship and converted this schooner. Spooner? What do you call it? What do you call schooner. it? Schooner. I think it's well, I, I I would just call it a, a cargo boat. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. I think it's schooner. So they converted it into a cruising ship. However, this guy John had little to no maritime experience. Really, should not have been doing what he was doing. So he bought the ship for a business. He wanted to take. People, tourists and people who live there kind of up and down the bay for, you know, a little relaxing outing on the water, which sounds like a dream to me. So he spent some money repairing the ship, but it, not what he should have. Um, he said the this bill said the, the work was sloppy. It was cheap work. And he said it really was not seaworthy. It should not have been doing what it was doing. On Monday, August 8th, um, 1954, 23 passengers and a crew of four set sail to kind of go through this little bay area on this little excursion. Friday, August 12th, 1954, Hurricane Connie hit. Winds over 60 miles an hour and waves 8 to 12 feet tall, which for this area and the, the, the bay that they were in was really big. This wasn't, you know, this was not like you're in the middle of the ocean and there's an eight foot wave and you're like, that's fucking nothing. This was a big wave. John tried to drop anchor by the client's house, by Karen's house. He was like, shit, we need to get off of the water. This is not good. By the time he did that, though, it was too late. The ship capsized and it was torn to pieces by the the hurricane. Passengers were you know, leaving, trying to swim, to trying to hang on to driftwood, you know, anything to, to survive this sounds hurricane. Horrific. Yeah, it sounds dreadful. 14 people died in this out of the 23 passengers and 27. So 14 out of the 27 people died. Bill was saying that bodies were just floating to shore, you know, washing up on shore from this horrific shipwreck. The captain had a really good lawyer, though. He said he was only found guilty on four counts of negligence and he was given probation and didn't never really, served any time, never served any time, which that's tricky because part of me is like, well, it, you know, his boss was John. Like if John tells him to go out, what's he supposed to do? But no, the captain is John. It's the same oh. guy. Yeah. Oh, well, just never mind then. Yeah. Uh, I thought that, too, because I kept thinking I didn't realize that the guy that this John mm-hmm. Mecklen, who, you know, fucked everything up. Yep. That he was actually oh. on the boat. Okay. Because when when Bill was talking, he kept calling the captain. And so yeah. in my mind, that made me think that they were different people. I thought that too. But then okay. when I started looking it up and okay. looking up, trying to figure out, I found some articles about this this boat wreck. And what I was trying to do is I was trying to find out if the little girl that the, the kids mm-hmm. see the wet little girl from the TV. I thought maybe she was somebody who died in the boat. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was, what I was looking for was a list of the passengers who mm-hmm. died. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't anything like that. Not like a list. Mm-hmm. There would just be like an article that would say two more bodies were found yep. Yep. or whatever. Yep. And I did find an article that said that there was a family, a whole family on the boat, husband, wife, two children, boy mm-hmm. and a girl. All of their bodies were found except for the little girl. 
but her name was not Stacy. It was Hillary Seal Nevins, oh, okay. and she was nine years old. Well, I mean, they did talk, you know, Amy's talked about the dead appearing the way they want to, so maybe she changed her name. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe she wanted to be a Stacy. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So that may or may not be yeah. that um, little girl. but Horrific. Yeah. So Amy is, I can't remember what part of the house she's in right now, but she sees a hairy man running around like an ape dragging yep. his knuckles on the ground, and she kind of laughs about it, like, what? And... She says he might have been a regular guy at one point, but he's just trying to be intimidating. Uh-huh. She does mention that there's something about a crash, like a boat, a mm-hmm. boat accident that happened a long time ago. God, and she how hears, does she do that? The boat accident happened a long time ago with this guy. Mm-hmm. And she hears people yelling, he was in charge of a boat that sank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, now we're at the sketches. Um, and for the record, the sketch artist is a lefty. Oh, <laughs> that's right. You texted yep. me that. I didn't yep. notice. Yep. Okay, so now we're at the reveal, and it's Karen and Jan, her mother. And so Amy starts talking. You know, Steve gives his background spiel on, on what's going on, and, you know, it's the kids. And then Amy starts talking about what she found. And she first thing she talks about is the negativity that she noted and said it's causing all this fighting. And she talks about the male in the kitchen mm-hmm. and that he's a building construction guy and that he says he's been murdered, but she doesn't isn't sure she believes him. Mm -hmm. She later saw him elsewhere and said he's going out of his way to protect people. Mm -hmm. And then Steve brings up Maurice Maurice Doherty and talks about how he died in the fire. Yep. And Steve also talks about how he thinks that this woman who pretended to be his wife maybe planned the whole thing. Yep. Mm -hmm. Locked him in the door. And that's when I mentioned that they did find him on the floor with the key to the door in his hand. So Yeah. I mean, it's possible. It's just weird that they... Okay, first of all, I when they first talked about that fire, I assumed the whole house was decimated, mm-hmm. that the whole house went down. So how could she have lived there afterwards? But she did, because but, her, his sister kicked mm-hmm. her out. And if she did kill him, she probably contained it to that one room. Yeah. You know, yep. by closing the door and barricading it or locking it or whatever yeah. she did. Yeah, there's a few different theories on what could be going on there. Because mm-hmm. my original thought was, she's just a scam artist who saw the name in the paper and yep. said, I'm going to change like, my I'm name I'm going to get in on that. Yeah. Yeah. He's rich and I'm going to pretend like I was his wife. And then everybody else is like, no, you weren't. Mm-hmm. He was not in the girls. Yep. So, which I'm not saying he's gay. I'm just saying it was a, a possibility that he could have been yep. because he was a bachelor at 50. But not that that means that much. But kinda, anyway. Back in those days, it kind of did, though. It kind of did. Yeah. I mean... Like We're I not said, assuming, even, just no. going off of clues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see, what else do we want to talk about? Oh, then Amy talks about the dead woman coming mm-hmm. out of the TV. Mm-hmm. And she says what is concerning is what she's doing in Cedar's room. Yep. And she does say that the man uh, is in the room trying to teach the children how to stay away from the creepy dead woman. Mm-hmm. He's not trying to scare them. He's trying to get them to listen. Mm-hmm. And the dead lady can't break through the barrier. So he's there as their, their protector. Mm-hmm. And Steve does clarify that Cedar interacts with this man, mm-hmm. the one with the brown arms. And then I wondered, because when she said he had a brown, brown face and brown arms, I thought that he was African-American, mm-hmm. that he was a black person. Yeah. Uh, but this man who died in the fire was not. And so then I wondered if maybe he was just burned. Mm-hmm. And that's why he looked... Yeah. Brown, because he was burned. Burned. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. 
Karen tells Amy about how he yells at her and tries to push her out of the bed. And Amy said, interesting. But even though that sounds harsh, I think he's just trying to protect her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm like, can you be a little gentler when you protect me? Don't shove <laughs> well, me out of the bed. Maybe he was pushing her out of the bed because the lady was coming in. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. And then Jan tells the story about how Cedar was screaming and yep. she went in to console her and then heard the man say everything's going to be all right. And they talk about the sketches she's They talk drawn. about her sketches. Yeah. And Amy's just like, whoa, when she sees those sketches, you know, mm-hmm. Cedar's drawings. Yeah. And then, oh, and then as Amy's looking at that, she just looks at the mom and goes, how many spirits? The drawings she makes are horrible. I mean, How many spirits? Has she seen? Over a hundred. A hundred? It's every night. Jeez. Your daughter? I think she's a physical medium. And that her emotions can affect those around her? Yep. And if she's overly upset or whatever. And then she said anyone living with her or any kind of physical medium will have experiences. Yep. And let's see. She's mom explains how Cedar can even get violent. Mm -hmm. Amy explains that it's very hard for Cedar to experience what she's seeing and that this is why her behavior is so erratic. And I just kept thinking, you know, Cedar's a a little older than Amy was the first time she noticed or first time she realized something was going on. But I kept thinking, I hope Amy got to talk to Cedar Mm -hmm. after this and sit down with her and say like, you know, you're like me and Uh you're not weird. You're not a freak. You're you're just special. You just have a gift. Yeah. Whether you want it or not. Mm -hmm. So then uh, Amy talks about Aspen's room and says the protector can't get through to Aspen. And so the dead lady has more power here. Mm -hmm. She gets under Aspen's bed and tries to grab her feet. And mom is horrified. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The protector is really angry and is asking God to put a stop to this. And then Karen talks about how Aspen sees the lady with the wet curly hair. Yep. And this is when Amy mentions that sketch. Shit. I lost my fucking mind when I said this is the, I would say this is one of the scariest sketches she's done yeah. to me, yeah. at least. Yeah. It was it's all about that under the bed thing. Yep. It's just, and the fact that it's, like the the thing or the the shape of the woman under the bed it doesn't have any features. It's just a black mm-hmm. mass. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's the scariest is it doesn't have a face. It doesn't have a body. I mean, it does have a body, but it's all solid black. Mm-hmm. There's no mm-hmm. clothes or anything, and it's petrifying because you see it laying next to the bed with an arm Reaching. extended mm-hmm. up. Onto the bed, touching this little girl on the bed. Yeah. And, you know, Karen lose like, gasps out loud. And I'm like, I don't blame her. Yeah. Oh, God. Can you imagine? No. And to know that that's what your kids are dealing with. Every night. Every night they're dealing with this. And Steve is so funny. He's like, well, I got to show this to you. But you're not going (laughs) to like it. And I'm like, Steve, nobody ever likes them. Yeah. And then he goes, what the hell does this woman want? Actually, I think he calls her a bitch. Yes, I think he did. I, I think heard a he beep. Goes, I think he goes, what the hell does this bitch want? I'm like, oh, Steve. <laughs> He's just so protective. He's so endearing. I know. So then Amy said that basically this woman is jealous of the children. Mm-hmm. She wants Karen to be her mother. Mm-hmm. And so she wants, the dead woman wants Karen to kill herself. So, so she can, be, can together. be together for eternity. And so that's when Amy talks about 
she when she went in the master bedroom, she said she felt a living woman was feeling lost, feeling very depressed. And she said that's this dead woman because she wants Karen to kill herself. So, oof. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she's the woman that attacked Amy because Amy was talking about how this oh, dead woman yeah, yeah. attacked her. And she said she karate chopped her yes. words, not mine. <laughs> she said she karate chopped her in the neck. Yep. As she was figuring it out, she said, is when she got the karate chop to yep. the neck. Yep. So the suggestions mm-hmm. are contact a Native American medicine person mm-hmm. to do a cleansing and remove the dead. Yep. And then a re- re- Reiki. Reiki master yep. would come in and remove any attachments, negative yep. energy, and cut yep. cords that have formed with cedar. Yep. And then she was talking about cedar should need to, needs to learn meditation techniques she said this is very important as learning these techniques will dim her light and the dead won't be as drawn to her. And then she also said she needs a power object, an object that she feels will protect her and empower her. And she, it's small enough where she can carry it with her all the time. So not really like a, you know, a, a 10 pound weight probably shouldn't be her, <laughs> her power object. Um, and then she talked about how every night she has to do uh, lock down her room. She has a power object and her mantra and her mantra is, quote, leave me be. I'm too young to help. Go to another. You cannot be here. You cannot speak to me. And you cannot jump me and you yes. must stay outside. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I love how they all seemed so relieved once they mm-hmm. knew that there there was a a, 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 and like Karen said, like, I know that there's a path. Now. There's a path and we yep. can follow it. Yep. 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 So I, yeah, that was, yeah, that was a deep Yeah. One. And then the, the uh, update at the end mm-hmm. says Karen has brought in a shaman and a Reiki master and the activity has decreased and Cedar is improving. Good. Yeah. I really hope Amy was able to meet with her or at least, you know, I'm sure Amy has some connections yes. within the medium world and she yeah. was able to set her up with somebody who can guide her? You know, Amy, Amy, you and me were talking and about how I'm sure that Amy just sees herself in this little girl. And, yeah. you know, I don't know if Amy had a lot of guidance. I don't think she did when she was little. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was until she was older. In her well, and you got to keep in mind, teens. like, people didn't know what was going on back then. And right. you didn't want to say it because then you'd be crazy and right. be locked up. Yep. So. Yep. All right. Yeah, I'm really curious who that. Mm-hmm. who that dead woman was mm-hmm. if she yeah, was never if she was the little the girl yeah or because sometimes she calls her a little girl and sometimes she calls she her a woman. Dead woman yeah and there could be there could be two different people too i mean the the person mm-hmm. that that cedar sees that she calls stacy yeah she says she died in a fire yep well then there's another the woman wet, that's then? wet so i think it might be a different i think it might be two different yeah. things yeah and i looked up and a shaman can be a female as well oh nice a shaman and a medicine person are the same, I guess. Okay. At least according to the Wikipedia I read. Okay. <laughs> so Wikipedia's if anybody knows different. Please let us know. Right. I'm just We're going learning. with what I learned.
the Activity Continues podcast is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media and is a part of the independent Collected Sounds podcast network. Nailed it.